Good morning, Riverhouse. Pastor Jordan here, and we've been practicing this rhythm of life and six daily exercises or activities for over a week now. And just to recap, those activities are silence and scripture, giving thanks with one another, uh, with someone else, uh, times of fellowship, a shared meal every day, uh, restricting our media consumption to no more than an hour, and then engaging in creative acts instead. Uh, one act of generosity every day, and then uh, daily exercise, 30 minutes of exercise, and then drinking lots of water and focusing on whole foods in our diet. And so uh, hopefully you've been you know, doing your best to practice these. And if you're like me and like most people and some people that have, you've reached out to me directly, you've hit a bit of a rub where it's like, oh, well, this was kind of cool at first, but then it starts feeling like, well, this is just like effort. Like this feels constricting. This feels not, I don't know. I don't know if I like this. Is this religious? Um, and if you're feeling that, it's totally okay. And I actually would say it's very normal. Because again, you can get inspired to build a garden, but then you get in there and you're like, oh my gosh, this is a lot of work. This is a lot of tedious stuff. I don't really feel like doing this right now. I'm not so inspired as I was 15 minutes ago or five days ago, right? And so I want to talk today about disciplined practice because uh, in our life and in our walk with God, discipline is actually a very vital part of protecting the integrity and awakening the full potential uh, realizing, rather, the full potential of what God has called us to in our lives. And so I want to talk about why discipline, right? So discipline is not performance. It's not striving. Uh, it's not exercise to try to control or manipulate our spiritual development. God is who causes growth. We can't cause that. And it's not religious, as in a religious spirit by nature. That is not discipline, right? Discipline is a response to grace, right? And I'm going to just give you an example of what I mean by that. You know, I was reading the Psalms this week, and I'm sure many of you can attest to something similar to this. And I was reading one of David's Psalms, and it said, I will give thanks to you with all my heart. And as I read that, it touched me. And it was like, wow, how poetic, how beautiful, right? God's grace touched my heart. It was inspiring. And I, I gave, I offered a, a moment of thanksgiving in response to that beautiful word to God. I'll give thanks to you with all my heart, right? That's a moment of inspiration. That was an authentic, beautiful moment of worship where I gave thanks to God as I was inspired by God's grace through that scripture, right? But I have found this week, I've read that, so I've read the Psalms probably dozens and dozens of times. I've read through all of the Psalms. I've read that before. I have in the last, since we've exercised this daily exercise of giving thanks with someone, I've given more thanksgiving in the last week than I have before. Like I'm doing it more frequently. And that is because I've, I've made it, I've set the intention of my heart to use discipline to, to actually come alongside and fully realize what this verse can actually offer into me, right? It, I've unlocked greater potential on it because I've been using discipline, right? So in the same way that an athlete, right? An athlete has been given a lot of talent and skill, right? But any professional athlete has two components. 
One, a ridiculous amount of skill that was God-given to them. LeBron James, it, he has unbelievable God-given potential just in his DNA, just in his size, stature, coordination, everything. But it is not that alone that makes him great and makes him the best player in the world today, right? It's, it's incredible ability, but then it's incredible discipline used to maximize that ability. It's the same in, in our Christian walk. We have all been given ridiculous favor, ridiculous grace on our life. We've been given the word of God, promise after promise after promise after instruction after instruction after wise principles. We, we, like, it's like cheating. We've been given so much by God, but we will not fully realize the potential of God's grace unless we use discipline, right? Discipline protects what desire awakens, right? De desire awakens in my heart. I'll give thanks to you with all my heart. Desire awakens. Discipline comes around and it protects it and it fully maximizes that grace that's made available, right? So I want, so so we, have, we will only realize the potential on our lives. We'll only step into the fullness of what God's called us to if we, like a professional athlete, exercise disciplined practice in our lives. Disciplined practice. Discipline speaks of focused intentionality. It's intentional. Right? We're doing something. We're choosing to do it. And we're making that a, a powerful choice. doesn't matter what we feel. right? And practice... Uh, is it, it's it's defined as an activity that we do repeatedly or regularly in order to improve or maintain one's proficiency, right? Practice speaks of failure, right? It's something that we do again and again and again and again and again. And practice has a rhythm. This is how practice goes. You practice, you fail, you pick yourself back up, you refine your practice, and you practice some more. And then you fail and then you get back up, and then you refine your practice, and then you do it again, right? And then you fail, and then you get back up, and then you refine your practice, and you do it again. And then you practice, and then you fail. Like, I think you get the point, but that's what practice is. That's how you become great at anything, right? Practicing, right? Exercising work and energy, disciplined practice is how we're going to grow up into the things of God. It's not a cakewalk. It's not always this amazing experience, right? We're learning in that cycle of practice and failure and re refining and practice and failure and refining. We are learning the whole time. We're actually growing in our proficiency. We're learning how to follow Jesus more effectively, right? Because the truth is that God has thoughts about our relationships, our spiritual life, our finances, our prayer life, our Sabbath, how to raise our kids, how to do everything. God is at work. God is the author of life. He's designed every aspect of our life, and we're learning to get in step with him. We're learning to dance with Jesus, and that's artistic and poetic and inspired and beautiful, but you step on toes, and you misstep, and you get frustrated, and you fail hundreds and thousands of times, right? That's the truth. It is a long walk in, of obedience, and we just have to fall forward again and again and again and again. This is a quote from Brother Lawrence in his book, The Practice of the Presence of God. I've been quoting him, talking about him a bit lately. He 
had unbroken communion with God for the last 30 years of his life, lived in his conscious presence, right? But this is what he says. In order to form a habit of communing with God continually and committing everything we do to him, we must at first make special effort. After a while, we find that his love inwardly inspires, inspires us to do all things for him effortlessly. And he says in another portion, that by getting up after every fall and by frequently renewing my faith in love, I have arrived at a state of mind where it's more difficult for me not to think of God as it was at the beginning to think of him, right? So special effort was given and then that effort led to transformation, right? So when we're building a rhythm of life, this is a practice with God. We are going to be growing in, in, in a life rhythm for the rest of our lives. This is what abiding looks like, right? Abiding is not like, wow, I feel your presence so strong right now and we're passive, right? Abiding is an active life partnership and it requires effort and commitment. Exercising effort is not being religious. It's a sign of commitment, right? We don't look at a professional athlete and say, what is wrong with you? Why are you using so much effort and, and sweat drenching down your body and you're just breaking your body down through all of this exercise and these monotonous little drills that you're repeating again and again and again? We don't look at them and be like, what's wrong with you? You're religious. We're like, wow, that is a person who is stewarding the talent that they've been given on their life so that they can become great. It is no different in our walk with God. God doesn't look at us and be like, why are you being so religious and using so much effort? Like, no, God sees you are partnering with me to fully realize you're taking the seed of that inspiration and that desire and you planted it and you're watering it and you're tending it and you're pruning it and you're refining and you're growing and you're growing. It pleases God to see our partnership with him where we become religious is if we start acting as if it all depends on us, as if, as if my discipline is what will cause me to grow. No, no, no. Discipline is a response to grace. God's desire awakens. Discipline, I'm responding and I'm building structure around that desire so that I can see the fullness of that grace realized in my life. So I want to encourage you, keep practicing. Use these six exercises, keep doing them. Press through your, your, the lack of desire. Press through the feelings of constricted. Press, press through, you know, this is stupid and all the justifications and excuses. Press through and exercise practiced, uh, disciplined practice. And you will, you will learn through the failure, through, the, through the, the, all the frustration, you'll learn how to get in rhythm with God. So I wanna encourage you, keep practicing, you will grow. Practice makes perfect. God bless you, and we'll see you tomorrow. So,